This is Mia. This is Michelle. And this is Cassie. And we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello, all you Shadyside High alums. Pour a mug of hot cocoa and get cozy. Tonight we're snowbound and there's a killer on the loose in Ski Weekend. I feel like I read better taglines than uh, R.L. Stein. Yeah, a, a lot of people do. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'm still patting myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's an early one, right? I don't know. I think so. It referenced... Or something. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 1991. So yeah, this is an early one. This is um, yeah, that's okay. This is uh, ten. Number ten, yeah. Yeah, number ten. So. Yeah, it it said they referenced something, and I was like, this has to be an early book, like either a character mm-hmm. they talked about or something that they mentioned. That I was like, this, I think that's a yeah, because yeah. I thought this book was like very uh, not like. It didn't need updated, like it. Except for like, the like, it wasn't like it could have been written today because there wasn't like, yeah. a lot of like dated things. Right, uh, right. Except that no one had cell phones. To call. Right. right. Well, and she referenced the her, like um the answering machine as the yeah. tape. Yeah. But other than that, and even then, you you just change that to voicemail and you're done. Yeah. 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 And you just change like the phone's going out to like we don't have service. Right. Which during a blizzard like that, you wouldn't. In the middle of nowhere. No yeah, way. There wouldn't be service. They probably wouldn't have service even in the right. weather. Right. Oh, yeah. They definitely would not have service up in the mountains for I sure. I know. All she has to mention is that she has T Mobile as her provider, and everybody's <laughs> like, we get it. You're not in the city. We understand. She has Metro PCS. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have T Mobile, but I don't leave the city, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um. So, Cassie, you want to uh, tell us what the book's about? Sure, yeah. And if you have, can't tell by my voice, I don't need to change it to read this cover because I have bronchitis. So this should be a fun episode for me. Snowbound. Red Porter was a stranger they'd met on their ski weekend. But Ariel Monroe, Doug Marr, and his girlfriend Shannon Harper we're grateful he was there when they set out for home on the icy roads. Thank heaven for Red. He stopped the, he spotted the hilltop lodge when they were stranded by the blizzard. He took charge when they stumbled into strange surroundings, scared, tired, and looking for refuge. But can he save them when the refuge becomes a trap? Suddenly, their hosts are acting very sinisterly. Doug's car is gone, the phones are dead, and the house is full of guns. If they steal one, maybe they can escape until a shot is fired and real terror begins. Uh, sinisterly is not a word. No, there's a couple grammatical mistakes in that for sure. You have a pen? Uh, um, I can get you a pen. I lost my pen. Are you gonna edit the synopsis? That's what I thought. No, but like, okay. Are you gonna mark it up, Michelle? Yeah, these last names were not in the book. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. Last name. 
insane in this book that I was like, how weird did the only tell us what the like guy that owns the cabin or whatever? Yeah. He's the only one who gets a last name. And I was thinking yeah. that like Because his last name is fucking Hitchcock. I know. Like, uh, come on. Yeah. Where, where are these last names coming from? I need to write them down. Um, I also thought that she was going to edit the back somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it needs it. Yeah, let's right be honest. <laughs> If I did, here's one. Um, there you go. Also, Red didn't do anything except spot the house. Yeah, which no, he, he made, didn't need to spot because he knew it was there. But whatever. He made them go off of the highway. Yeah, but all this yeah. like he took charge and he saved uh, them. Ariel took charge. Yeah, she did everything. Yeah. Well, he didn't do shit. This book was very like boys do this and girls do that. Yes, but it was very much boys are stupid and yeah. girls are not. Oh, totally. The girls were the heroes in this. A hundred percent. But it clearly doesn't want to admit that. <laughs> yeah. Because every guy in this book was terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As usual. I know, that's true. Yeah, but usually the girls are terrible, too, and yeah. they weren't in this no, book. No, they were fine. They were great. They were all fine. Ariel is kind of my hero. I loved her. Yeah. Shannon was okay. Yeah, and I feel like she... Eva was there yeah. just to be a plot device. Yeah, but she yeah. wasn't like annoying. No, she right. wasn't anything. Right. Um, Shannon, and I thought they could have gotten rid of completely. Like, I feel like I was Shannon. Like <laughs> she, she kept asking all these questions that I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> she was like the the audience stand-in. Yeah. So I mean, I think that was her her role for sure. That's fair. So. That's okay. fair. So cover, what do we think? There's no skis. So 90s. Place that they're at. They're, like, why is he holding a ski? They're yeah, didn't they leave <laughs> all their ski stuff in the car? Yeah. They just took their bags, they right? They skis with them. They did. He said something about leave your, your equipment in the car or something. Mm. I mean, regardless, why would he be hugging it in a, like... He's going to use it like a weapon because he's... I don't know. He doesn't like guns. Maybe. Uh-uh. But, like, they're all uh, described, like, they're all drawn how they were described in the book. Like, yeah. Shannon had red hair. She had, Ariel had blonde hair, which should have been reverse. Ariel should have red hair. I agree. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, but they needed to, like, talk up the red Ariel, and they can't have two gingers together. Right. Yeah. Um. Um, also, they're all wearing really dope sweaters. Yeah. yeah like, amazing sweaters. I would wear, like, every single one of those sweaters. Oh, yeah. I don't like purple, and I would still wear that purple sweater. I love purple. I, I know, know you do. I don't know about the white one. Really? It's just, I, I love it. I, it's too, like, uh, what's the word? Like, 3D. <laughs> it's a cable knit. <laughs> yeah, but it's, like, really chunky cables. <laughs> It's oh, it's very that? much like that Scottish fisherman sweater. Yeah, definitely. Which I've been watching a lot of Outlander. Spoiler alert for later. So you know, <laughs> it's a lot of uh, cable knit sweaters in that. No, it's just Scottish. <laughs> this like thing that happened right here could not have happened. Well, it sort of happened. Yeah, this could not have happened. Because the, one of the people in the picture that are inside is, is also outside. outside. <laughs> also outside. This could not happen. <laughs> like I said, it sort of happened. It sort of happened, but not with these people. 
Also, I don't understand what's going on with these windows. Is this a corner? Is this window open? What is what is going on here? I think it just goes up to a point like this. It's like, and it's all I glass. Guess, but it looks like, it doesn't look like the same window. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's supposed to be an entire glass wall, which, yeah. real fancy. But the one looks like it's on a, like, on an angle. I don't know. Well, the whole lodge sounds amazing. I will 100% stay there. I don't care if there are murderers there. I will not stay there. There was way too many rodents. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of rodents. Yeah, that is not, <laughs> I'm not there. What is with all of the mice in this? I don't know, but fuck that, I'm out. They're freaking everywhere. If I can bring a bunch of street cats with me, then... I'll this is a lodge in the middle of nowhere. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will bring some alley cats. Like, they overcomplicated this entire book so much. But I still loved it. I loved this book. Yeah, this was a good book. This one was, is very high up there on the ones we've read. It definitely felt like a Mia book to me. Well, it just, it actually felt really tense. Like, I was kind of yeah. freaked out quite a bit of the time. Yeah, I feel like it's possible, like, this could happen. Um, but it also had, like, horror movie feels. Mm -hmm. Like... If if this was a movie, um, the like thriller kind of what's gonna happen aspect, I'd be really into it. If you took out like the horrible, horrible dialogue, and <laughs> yeah. Well, if, obviously, if you took out the horrible, horrible dialogue and the like, the way characters in all of Arl Stang's books just talk in their heads <laughs> in, in the inner dialogue. And you made it like a normal book. It could be a good thriller today. Like yeah. It could happen. yeah. This scenario could happen in a book yeah. today and I would read it. Right. Yeah. Um, we all know Stein can't dialogue. Right. Does anybody else want to have a conversation with him just to see if he talks like his characters do? Michelle has talked to him. Yeah. Did he talk like his characters? No. I think this is just how he thinks teenagers talk. <laughs> I don't think he actually talks like this. Um. But also, this felt like one of those, you know how when you watch, like, Misery um, or other books where they're, they're trapped with somebody who's obviously, like, yeah. going crazy? Like, this, this felt like The Shining to me, minus yeah. the supernatural, yeah. you know? With just Jack, like, slowly losing his mind and right. being more and more of a danger to himself and his family. That's what this felt, felt like to me for most of the book was just... Here they are trapped with this man who is violent and, you know, on the edge and could hurt them at any time and they can't leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I was really excited. This tagline is stupid, though. It was a perfect setting for murder. Well, it's, I'm telling you, this is a hard book to write a tagline for because I couldn't come up with anything for our, our website. Fine, but it's still a bad tagline. Right. <laughs> All right. Because they're not actually skiing. So you really right. can't be like, oh, like I was trying to think of up like ski things, like how we did for like Silent Night or something. But no, they didn't actually ski. Right. So how do you make a tagline for just like sitting in the house <laughs> and like waiting out a storm? I don't know. It's just Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> good point. Do you want to get into it? Yeah. So... Chapter one, um, we've got 
our four main characters on their way home from a ski weekend. Um, and they are driving down the mountain and there's a blizzard and Doug is very quickly the asshole character. Oh my God. He was so reckless. I hated it. Like it was so triggering. Aggressive, hot-headed, dangerous, angry boy stock character. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly what he was. At least in this book, it seemed to serve a purpose though. With him, yeah, like there was it instigated things, it moved the plot along. It wasn't just I'm a dick because I'm a dick. So, I don't know. Question Is anybody in real life ever actually called Red, or is that only a nickname in fiction? Because I've never met one, me neither, but I swear that's always somebody's nickname in so many things, maybe like in the old, I feel like like a lot of older books that I had to read in like school that were written in the fifties or whatever. Like there were, it's like an old nickname. Or like movies. Yeah. Maybe, but I don't think it's a real life modern day nickname. Nobody's named red. Also like the dogs from, uh, dogs do not count. <laughs> I'm just wondering, was it one of the dogs from, uh, the, What's that fern book? Where the red fern grows. Oh, where the red fern grows. I almost said fern (laughs) golly. That's what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, fern. (laughs) Wasn't one of the dogs named Red? Possibly. I haven't read that book since like third grade. Red and old. Ask your son. Yeah. No, he's traumatized. (laughs) I can't bring that book up. Um, That means he has gone through a very important sacred rite as a child. (laughs) We watched Homeward Bound together. And I, like, he literally clutched my arm Aww. so tight then for the whole movie because he was like, convinced that the dogs were going to die. And I'm like, no one dies in this movie. I know. I've watched it and no one dies. But he was, like, not convinced. No, nope, I totally understand. <laughs> Poor Cole. He definitely was traumatized from where the red ferns grow. Wait, he hasn't read Old Yeller, has he? No. We're done with dog deaths. <laughs> If you well, see him with a copy of Old Yeller, you need to rip it out of his yeah. hand. I will. Just let him know that there, if there is a dog on the cover of an old children's book, don't read it. Yeah. Well, also, like, my husband got that Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2 video game for Christmas, and there's, like, it's like a western mm-hmm. theme and they like ride horses whatever but then there's dogs that come along and stuff and anytime like Cole's in the room when he's playing it he like has uh, like a heart attack over it he's like the dog watch out for the dog like, oh <laughs> my god how <laughs> can we please get over dog deaths that's so funny um not to change the subject, but did anybody else notice that R.L. Stein snuck a dad joke in in the very first chapter? No, what dad joke? Well, literally a dad joke because Ariel Ariel's thinking about her dad. Her dad, and yeah. he's like, it reminds me of that joke he always says. He holds up a piece of blank paper, white paper, and says, "Yeah, it's a snowman in a snowstorm or whatever." I think he just wanted to like be able to use that for the rest of the book because he did. It was a good bookend. Yeah, I mean. Not good in, as in well-written, but good as in, like, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Ariel, Doug, and Shannon who went on a ski weekend to this other ski 
ski lodge right together with randy with this guy named randy who like left to go to a basketball game and everyone's mad at him like what well he wanted them all to leave early and then he and ariel got into a fight about it well they should have left early and he was right i disagree he didn't tell them he had a basketball game until they were there they would have left early they would have made it home yeah but they couldn't have known that well they don't have weather channel in the 90s um just ski lodges in the 90s have tvs i'm sure yes they had tvs it wasn't the dark ages it was 1991 i think they they know when storms are coming they have to like you know prep for that stuff i just i don't know if I'm at, if I'm on vacation and somebody's like, we gotta leave early because I just realized I gotta go to a game, I'd have been like, see ya. I mean, I don't know. I would have been pissed at him for not telling us, but I still probably would have left. I would not have left. Mostly because I hate skiing. Me too. So it's like ski. unrelated. You don't have to ski. You sit in front of the fire and you drink hot chocolate. I can do that at home with my cat in my pajamas. <laughs> True. Also, I've never been skiing. Never? Nope. Oh, wow. Not even at, like, uh, boys? Nope. Hmm. Never been. I've been water skiing. Does that count? No. (laughs) No? No. I've only been skiing once and snowboarding once, and I'm terrible at both of them. Oh, I was really bad at snowboarding. Oh, so you have been something. Well, only sort of. So... I went to, have you guys ever been to Gatlinburg no. in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. It's like, like there's a, like a Dolly, Dolly World is there and they've got like all these like Ripley, believe it or not, museums and all these like weird, cool tourist trap things. And um, I went there on my way down to Florida for one of my spring breaks in college. And we stopped and we up, went up to the mountain and they had this like, it wasn't a hill. It was just a little slope where they were teaching kids, like, how to snowboard, and I, like, tried there, and I failed miserably. (laughs) It was very sad. Um, I think I'd do better at skiing, though. Yeah, skiing's easier, definitely. Yeah, when I went snowboarding, I was a teenager, and I fell in slow motion, and I was with my brother, and I was like, Brad, I'm falling. What do I do? I'm falling. And he was like, Stra- straighten up. And I was like, I don't what's happening. And it took me like a minute and a half to actually fall down. And I did nothing to stop it. That's amazing. <laughs> I can ski, but like, I don't like feeling the entire time I'm skiing, I'm like in a panic. Like, cause I, uh-huh. about to, I feel like I'm out of control and I'm about to fall. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, after I'm done, I'm just like so stressed out and I'm like, why would I do this for fun? <laughs> like, why don't I just like write like a paper or something? Cause I feel the same amount of stress. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might like skiing at some point. I will try it. Yeah. I mean, people like it. So I guess it's, you know, a thing. <laughs> But, like, one time my ski, like, popped off my boot, like, and I was, like, only halfway, and it, like, and it, like, it'll just go, like, what do you do? It's, like, you're, you're just, just one foot. You're just, yeah. like, yeah, you have to, like, one foot it the whole way down, like, back and forth, back and forth, and you feel like an idiot. You look like an idiot. 
Like lots of things can go wrong like that. Like, or like when you're getting off the lift, like what about if you don't like, if you're like not ready and you don't just like you, if you fall down, you're screwed because people are going to keep coming and like, you're just there and it's bad. Well, bad on. things can happen now at any point. you're freaking me out and I'm never going to go yeah, skiing. You might be having like the best ski day ever. And then all of a sudden it's like, all goes to shit. Or like one time I hit somebody on the back of like on like with one of my poles I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't stop even to say like I was like, I hope you're okay like maybe I just won't go skiing with you okay <laughs> but I'm not bad at skiing I just don't as long as there's nobody in your way exactly well that was I was learning <laughs> but I couldn't stop to say it was like sorry sorry if you're out there and you got hit with a ski in the back of the head in like 2002. <laughs> was it a boy's part? No, it was at Seven Springs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I really hope somebody is like, that was me. I know, right? <laughs> we should look for this guy or girl. Do you know? I think it was a guy. Okay, we should look for this guy. We can be like, it can be like our new investigative podcast, like serial, but really <laughs> trying to find the guy that Michelle hit in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I like it the tough tough stories so they're at the ski lodge randy leaves on a bus or whatever because he's smart and um they meet up with some guy How named does he Ren. get home he's visited a bus are she there said, buses I think, she said i think he took a bus are there buses to ski lodges i guess so red they meet up with this guy named red for some like i don't even know how like they just randomly start he, him. no he um after Ariel and Randy get in a fight and Randy storms out, he walks up to Ariel and asks her if she's okay. He specifically went up to them because they were fighting. Right. Right. I, like, I instantly distrusted him for that reason. You know what, though? You know what felt, like, so real life to me, though? When Ariel's like, and then I looked up to make sure he wasn't hitting on me. Uh-huh. I was like, same girl. I did the exact same thing. I thought, like, I had him written down as, like, a suspect, but, like, until he disappeared in the middle of the book and was outside forever. Did you think he was dead? I thought he was just, like, a red herring. And I'm like, well, his name's Red, and red herring. <laughs> I made that joke. <laughs> I, I made that joke, too. I said, uh, we're the uh, worst. In chapter one, I said, what's your last name, Red? Is it herring? Oh, <laughs> mine says, uh... I was talking about how Randy and uh, Doug are assholes, so they're probably not the killer. (laughs) I'm like, it's probably Red, or he's the red herring. And now I'm making dad jokes. Yeah, so I just kind of thought that he was a red herring, but then it was kind of obvious once it started. Well, I kept going, okay, Red, we get it. And then he wouldn't do anything weird or he would do right. things that seemed counter right. to being the bad guy. And I'd be like, Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Cause I thought, well, I thought he was going to be the red herring, but then he wasn't. Yeah. Like, they didn't like push. He didn't do anything. Like once they got to the place, like he did nothing. Yeah. So it was like, he wasn't the red herring anymore. Cause he was the bad guy. Honestly, once they got to the place, like, Doug was sort of an instigator, and then everything else just felt like it was Lou versus Ariel, like who was going to come out. Right. Um. Okay, so and so for like several chapters, we're just going through like Doug driving like a crazy, right. like what? Which also reinforced my theory on page one 
that one that like people from from shady side when they get teenagers when they get into the car they have to drive like assholes that's so true just have uh, to do it. i think that the driving age in shady side should be like 21 me too they clearly can't handle it right <laughs> because like who drives like that in on a mountain in the snow no person that should actually have a license yeah and they're like this chick, what's her name? Shannon. Shannon. She's like, my parents, and like, my parents. Your parents are going to be a lot more upset if you're dead. Right. Like, I have no choice but to like stay in this car with you driving like a maniac because my parents. And also because you're on the side of a mountain and if you get out, there's nowhere to go. Right. So, you know, there's that. Uh, but then Red, like, after the car threatens to die at twice and they like drive into a snowbank a couple of times and honestly they are so mean to this car mm-hmm. they deserve to have it die but um red spots a house and he's like hey well, let's go there well first he's like they're supposedly driving him oh, yeah. home because he needs a ride to wherever he lives which is not in shady side and he's like take the back roads because they always plow those first what well he said so, did he say take the county road or the country road? Country. That's what I thought, but then it didn't make sense because he was like, the county guys always uh, plow first. And I was like, is it a county road? And also, no, they don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't. I live in the country. The county doesn't really have plows. It's all the town. Right. Uh, and, like, they do the highways first. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. Although I don't think they were on a highway either. Well, they claimed they were. And, um, but anyways, that's when I was like, red herring, like, here it is, because why would he tell them? Yeah. Right. That's, at this point, I was like, he's not to be trusted. He's a stranger. Stop trusting strangers. That's 100% the PSA of this book. Stranger danger. (laughs) That's good. Like, this Agreed. dude came up to you because he saw that you were fighting, and then he inserted himself into your relationships, into your group. He made you drive him home. He made you change your route. He's sketchy as hell. No. Do Truth. not trust him. He is a stranger. Truth. Um, we do get our Fear Street connection in these chapters of the car going yeah. crazy down the mountain. Ariel lives on Fear Street, so the whole book is her fault. Uh-huh. I mean, I love her. She's my girl, but also it's her fault. I mean, it's also Shannon's fault because she's clearly a descendant of the Fears. True. true. That's true. They didn't mention it, but I bet Shannon also lives on Fear Street. Probably. That's probably why they're friends. Yeah. So, um, Matt, then he spots, like, a house in the distance, but it's, like, not even in the distance. Like, he's like, there's a house. He's like, where? He's like, way up there. Like, where you can't see, but I can. He's like, through the trees. Like, okay. Not at all suspicious. And the car just, like, happens to die, too, right? Yeah. Uh Well, it dies, and then it starts again, and then it's, like, gonna die again. Right. Oh, it's overheating? Yeah, it's overheating. Is it overheating? Or is... Because they end up driving it home at the end, so is it overheating? And he was just... Or was he just saying that, and they just don't know any better? 
Um, well, the car did die. It might have been overheating because yeah. I don't know how cars work. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Right. I just wondered <laughs> if he was, like, messing with them. Like, Maybe. The car's totally overheating. Can't you see? And then they're, like, looking at the gauge, like, is I that mean, what that means? They're all, like, we don't know anything about cars. Right. So, it could have been. Um... So then they go to the lodge and this, well, I guess it's like a lodge, right? It is a lodge. But it used to be a lodge? Yeah, so it used to be a ski lodge, but now it's just like a residence, like a house. So it's big and gorgeous, apparently, but also overrun with mice. Yeah, also completely being chewed apart by mice. Uh, So they knock on the door and this dude answers and... We get like the I, I can't even understand I, I don't even know like what kind of guy this is that would speak this way. Uh, I pictured the brawny man. <laughs> Am I the only one that pictured the brawny yeah, man? Yes, the brawny man's too attractive. <laughs> the brawny man too like instills like you know calm. Uh, it's they just kept talking about his big booming voice, so it was either the brawny man or Paul Bunyan. Those were the two things I was thinking. Maybe because he was wearing a red yeah. wearing a lumberjack. And he wanted shirt. to wrestle. Yeah. And he had a booming voice. Come on. But it was like part of him was like scary weirdo dude. And like part of him was like the like, I don't know, the crazy like uncle that's like, come on, you turkeys, like what's yeah, the bell? Yeah. You know what I mean? He kept saying yeah, that. And to kept me like, calling people bozos. And- yeah. Like it sounded like a, a terms of endearment to me. It kind of made it creepier for me. Just because I mean, at he, some point it did, yeah. Well, it, he just started I mean, turning on a dime. He'd be like, you turkeys, and then, like, violently <laughs> pulling out the phone or, like, you know, getting drunk or whatever. It was really creepy. He was creepy from the beginning. I think one of the first things he said was, like, hey, I like redheads. Oh, oh, my God, I have notes about that. No. He perked <laughs> on Shannon so, so hard. hard and I'm just like A your wife is in the other room and B she's a fucking child no the first like, thing that he said that freaked me out was get your buns in here <laughs> <laughs> what I, dude I just met you don't be talking about my buns <laughs> dude, just be glad you're not a redhead it's like he's talking to them like they were five and and then he would be like... Except for the one he wanted to bang. Right. Yeah, it was just really... He was creepy. He was a weirdo. Ariel gets um, her first of several, like, psychic feelings where she's sure something's going to go wrong, thus providing more evidence that all people who live on Shady Set or on Fear Street develop psychic powers. So she... You know, she fits right in there. She gets several of them, too, every time something goes wrong. Yeah, she was smart. So, um, they go in and they call their parents or whatever, but one thing that confused me was they call their parents and the line is, like, it's not dead, but it, like, doesn't work either. It's, like, staticky or whatever. Like, that's not a thing. I I don't ever remember that being a thing. I think it was a thing when party lines were a thing. Maybe, then, <laughs> but my phone line either worked or it didn't work. And if it was staticky, it was because your cordless phone was too far away from, like, the right. That's it. That's the only I reason it got static. I don't think my phone ever didn't work. Even in a store. Yeah, I mean. It always well, yeah, worked. We've talked about this before. Like, 
on Fear Street if, like, there's a cloud in the sky the phones go out. Like, no, the phones don't go out. Like, the electricity might go out, but your phones don't go out. It's very rare. So, I don't know. I think it's weird that, that it was, I thought it was weird that it was, like, they were talking to their parents, but it was, like, staticky. Which was clearly, I guess, just, like, they wanted you to know that the phones were going to go out. That is definitely a thing, because even back before cell phones, they always had that cliche where they're, like, I can't hear you. It's breaking up when you wanted to get rid of somebody. Yeah, I thought that was when cell phones first came in. Like, no, even, even before cell phones, they, they would have done that. No, oh, really? Well, I don't know. I never had that happen to me. Apparently, you may have static or crackling noise on your line. That can you be caused by wet conditions. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I grew up in very, like, wet, snowy conditions at and never had that happen. Me neither. So I don't know. I think it's overused a bit. Oh, no. it's definitely mm-hmm. a cliche. But we all know that Stein doesn't like phones. Right. Um, he gets rid of them as soon as he can. So then they call their parents. And actually, like, this was some, something happened in this scene where, like, she has like an inner thing with herself where she's like, I just want my mom. And I'm like, oh my God, a young adult book where somebody wants their parents and like- I want my misses mom. their parents. Yeah, but they never want their parents yeah. in, in YA books. Like their parents are like, they don't even have parents. Yeah. Mostly. So like, I thought that was kind of nice. I liked it. I related to it. I also realized uh, at this point that Ariel has some serious like anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, her thought process is very similar to mine. That's immediately... But she, like, knows she does. No, no, yeah, yeah, I know I do, too, oh, but okay. you can't stop. Like, you immediately go to the absolute worst thing that could have happened. You immediately start thinking that, you know, everything's gonna go wrong. You're... It was... Okay, so I didn't know that, like, warriors, like, know that they're warriors. Like, oh, she constantly, like... Every time she started worrying about something, she's like, but that's just me. I'm a worrier. I worry about everything. I always worry. Every time I start to have, like, super dark thoughts, like, randomly dark thoughts about shit, I'm Mm -hmm. like, why? What are you doing? You're just sitting watching TV. What are you doing? See, I always just think everything I do is normal. (laughs) I don't ever think (laughs) things I do are normal. (laughs) I just assume whatever I do is not normal and go from there. Yeah, see, I'm on the opposite end. (laughs) I always think, like, everyone does this, right? (laughs) Uh, I think your your mental issues and my mental issues are not the same. Yeah, they're not. I don't really have anxiety though, unless it's like oh situational. Everyone has. Yeah, you mean you don't have anxiety problems. You have situational anxiety, right? When it's appropriate. Yeah, right. Whenever it might not be appropriate for other people. No, no, I get it. Yeah, you get anxious. You don't have anxiety, Right. right? Yeah. Like, I used to, I don't do this anymore, but I used to be, like, when we paid the bill, or when we were finished eating at a restaurant, I used to be, like, oh, my God, we need to leave, like, right now. Like, get the bill over here. Like, I just have to get out of here. Oh, I do that. And, like, like and if they weren't bringing the bill, I'd be, like, oh, my God, I need to get out of here. I don't know why, but Interesting. I don't do it anymore. I'm good now. Now I'm, like, let's hang out. I always feel bad, like, I'm taking up space. Oh, see, I just, I don't know why. I just, like, felt, like, claustrophobic all of a sudden. Like, must leave uh, stuff like that, but I don't sit around worrying. Yeah. We start to get the macho masculinity bullshit, like, right away. Right. 
But it has a purpose, like you said. It does have a purpose. It's definitely an instigator. It keeps the plot moving. But I rolled my eyes so hard. So hard. And this girl, Shan, not Shannon. Ariel. Ariel kept, like, making excuses for him. Like, oh, right? I know he's, like, really aggressive and a dick, but, like, he's really nice, too. He's, like, she actually said he's a really good guy. I mean, he's cute and funny. And I'm, like, yeah. that's your definition of good no, guy? She said, uh, I mean, he was great looking with the dark hair and the really neat smile that made his eyes crinkle. But he's really aggressive. And also... She very obviously has no interest in in him whatsoever throughout this book. Like, not right. they're definitely no. just friends. Right. So, what up with the like? He's with that description, right? Not just he's. If she'd have been like he's attractive and he's funny, I'd have been like okay. But the description of it, right? And who says they have a neat smile? Somebody from 1956. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was weird that she was just. She was basically just like, but he's cute, so it's okay. Right. Pretty much the whole book, the entire book. Like, uh, he can be a really good guy, but she never gave us instances where he was until she, the end. What? When at the end, spoilers when he shoots the gun. Yeah. He immediately is oh. like. Yeah, but she didn't give us, like, in- No, 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 she he just, does. Yeah, but she's, like, mentally defending oh, yeah. him. Like, oh, he's a dick, but, like, she never says, like, he's, he can be a dick, but, like, you know, also, like, he saved my dog or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, no. she didn't give us, like, a, a, a counter. Not even stuff. normal, like, nice stuff. Like, yeah, he helps with my homework. Right. Or, like, he, he waits for me every day after, like, math class because he knows that I don't like to walk alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she never explains why other than he's cute and funny. Right. Or she, like, or a lot of these books will be like, well, he's a dick, but, like, you know, his dad died, so that's why. But, like, they didn't give us that either. No, I think he's just super macho. It's okay, but he's because he's cute and he's a wrestler. I think maybe his dad's probably also super macho. Like, they kind of indicated that with some of the, like, hunting stuff. But they didn't outright say it, and they never, yeah, you're right. She was, she never really gave us a reason. Luckily, he does give us a reason at the end to think that he's not a complete asshole. Right. But at this point, I'm just like... Over him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Throughout most of this book. I, yeah. Um, and Lou is like, when you first meet him, they describe him, I'm sorry, it was like Paul Bunyan, and then he immediately gets creepy. Like, listen to all my hilarious stories about how everybody I know died the most ridiculous and gory deaths ever. Yeah, um, I'm still not really sure whether or not he was the. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty. He blew his friend's head off, right? Well, that story about the guy hunting. No, honestly, I think everything he did and said was bullshit and made up. I don't know, man. That's what I was like. Hi. Yeah, I thought he killed him. Was the hunter you? I'm. I think he blew his friend's head off. If Lou was the Lou that we see throughout the book, I would agree with you, but I don't think he is. I think that was pretty much an act. Because at the very end, we get him, he's very calm, he's pretty logical, uh, he's not, like, the crazy one that goes running off. Um, I feel like there's a pretty big switch between Lou trying to scare the kids and Lou... That was my iPad. And Lou, um, the, like, intelligent criminal. I don't think he was any more moral. I just think he was smarter. 
Oh my God, these cats can't decide if they want to go inside or outside or inside or outside or inside or outside or inside or outside. That's part of the definition of a cat. Anyway, no, I know it could go either way though. Either he could be telling the story to scare them because he wants to fuck with them or he could be, or he could have like literally used the excuse of you can't see hunters very good in the snow to like shoot his friend. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because nothing in this book that about him, like, made me think that he's, like, wouldn't kill his friend. But I don't think he would do it. I think he killed people because he has a, like, they're in his way. Right. He wants something, not just for the fun of killing things. Right, but maybe this guy had some. Maybe. Maybe there was a reason he wanted to kill him and he found, like. Maybe. Perfect. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was like telling stories and being like, and then my friend like got his brains blown out. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> funniest story ever. And, like, okay. and then his wife, Eva is like super quiet and very, jumpy. a little flighty, very jumpy. Um, and then Ariel's like being like Nancy Drew and everything is suspicious, which I get it, but it's like, she doesn't know where the tea is. And she's like, oh, they don't live here. Like, really, really, girl? She's smart. I mean, that's a little bit. I mean, she didn't say they don't live here until later. She was like, that's weird. Why would they not know? That's what I was thinking. I mean, if some, if I went and, if I was like, can I have some tea? And, like, someone's like, oh, I don't know where we put it. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, something weird. Like maybe but it was, it was more, they, like, had it somewhere, you know, they just don't remember. Yeah, but that happened almost at the same time as when the coat doesn't fit Lou. Yeah. So those two together, so close. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I also yeah. It just seemed off. I also thought jumping to the conclusion that the coat was weird, like, was weird. Because, like, you don't, they don't know anything about these people. That could I have mean, been his daughter's coat. Right, or, I mean, that's his true. his son's coat. Or, you know, it could have been... Somebody like that was just staying there recently and left their coat. He's just throwing on a coat. Like clearly, he has his own, but he's just threw on that one for some reason. Like I don't know. So that was weird to just automatically jump to a conclusion. Like oh, his coat doesn't fit. Something weird. True. Um, it's funny because that's like the first time that has ever happened in a Fair Street book. Usually, we're like, why have they not? found these super obvious reasons why <laughs> something's wrong here and now they're like there's something wrong. wrong here and you're like come on man let it go yeah. well i don't know they're being like it's it's never a happy medium in these books it's either everything suspicious or nothing is yeah that's fair um so what happens? Where are we? The branch falls. They go out and they take it out. And it's a big. It just it fell on the porch and they go and they remove it. Yeah, but then. And then. But that's when the tension starts. Yeah. Because he's like Lou and Dog are just like bickering. More macho bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then Ariel goes to bed. And I'm sorry. I think these people are creepy enough that I would lock my door and not go leave until morning um especially after she hears like fighting or whatever she doesn't hear it red oh red hears it yeah 
and she like hears somebody go out the front door yeah and she's like who could it be that's what she hears yeah i would have immediately gone back to my room and locked my door and just stayed there i wouldn't be sleeping in a room by myself either i'd be like shannon you're, you're with me good point like, yeah shannon was probably with doug yeah whatever that's true well i'd just be like we're all staying <laughs> it's like put your clothes back on or staying in the same room right you guys were doing it all weekend we're fine now <laughs> right um wait are we on chapter five yes there's something in here where i wrote oh shit is that a metaphor Damn, Bob, I don't give you enough credit, but that was good. What? What metaphor? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it, you were mistaken. Was it the, like... The I little- was in a <laughs> sick stupor. Was it the joke that they were, like, back and forth, like her and Doug? Oh, the Shakespeare joke? Yeah. No. No, it definitely the wasn't mouse? that. That was terrible. Yeah, I think it was the dead mouse. The dead mouse, like, uh, like it was like in, like cut in half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Doug was like <coughs> one snack. Gross. Okay, wait. Now we're on chapter we're, we're six. This. Yep, we're on to six or seven. Nope, six. Okay, so they yeah six. Uh, so it's next morning. Eva's nowhere to be seen. Lou. So Red said that he heard them fighting. Yeah. And that, like, he thought that, like, Lou slapped her. Yeah. And then there was, like, silence. So, like, maybe she's dead. Who kills people with and one hand? But then they're like, let's go, like. Check on the car. Yeah. And Lou's all like, no. Right. Bad idea. Which, to be honest, like, I don't know what they planned on doing because it was still shitty outside. They couldn't drive before. They're not going to be able to drive now. Just leave right. it. Right. But I don't understand why he was like, you can't go look at it. Like, let him, who cares if they do? Yeah. I mean, it was a little obvious. But Red does a good, a good job here of, like, just being, like, on their side. And I think Red does a great job of being on their side right. for almost all of it. Right. He's like, come on, dude. We want to go look at the car. Like, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, so they do go to look at the car, except the car is missing. Um, so they look over like an edge. Oh yeah. They see that it's like down. It's like in a gully. Yeah. On the side, on its side or whatever. Uh, And they're like, somebody must've pushed it in there. How do they know that? (laughs) Well, I mean, the options are Doug does not know where he actually parked, which is a very viable option, or somebody pushed it in there. Or it slid in the ice and snow. Maybe, but... Once your car's, like, parked, yeah. it doesn't really slide. I've never, like, woken up in, the, like, in our car and be, like, down the hill. I mean, true, but... <laughs> I've also never met a human being who could push a car down a ravine. Right. So. And oh, I assumed he, like, put it in neutral and, like, got it going. Yeah, but you have to have the keys oh, could be. Why couldn't he have gotten the keys? I think he could have gotten the keys real easily. Maybe. If you got the keys and put the car in neutral, then I guess sure. it, it could easily push it in. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured he did. So that's what Red was doing when he was outside? That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Because he supposedly went for a walk. 
right before no he was definitely getting rid of the car so they come back and they're like uh you know our car yeah and lou tries to go call a tow to get the car out but the phone is dead why is he so pissed about the phones is this the part where he flips yeah. on the phone it's just like i think that's where he starts this yeah. is it's not he's acting this is to make it this is the him putting them on edge, making them uncomfortable. Oh, he's, okay. he's, he wants them jumpy, so right. they shoot. They, okay. He wants them to think that he is a danger, that he is losing it, that he is violent, uh. that he can't control his temper. And this is part of it. He, I think that Lou is brilliant and also terrifying. Okay. See, like, I just never gave him that much credit because, like, mostly the criminals in R.L. Stein's books are, like, obvious. So I just figured if he's acting pissed because the phones are something he wanted to do with the phones. Well, because they have to get them so on edge right. that they're willing to shoot someone. Right, yeah. No, it makes sense Like, now, if they're not terrified, that, they're, yeah. why would they shoot somebody? Right. I just didn't yeah. look that deep into it. But you're right. Well, plus, at, later in the book, Red says that it's his plan was to frame them and right. rip out all the phones so this was just an opportunity he saw to you know rip out his first phone this yeah. is part of his plan so i i can see it all being an act and you know him just getting super violent for no reason or yeah I mean, for his reasons um but if you disregard the end, and if this is just a book about these people trapped in this ski lodge with this guy who is violently on edge, like, that's really freaking creepy. Yeah. And I liked the end of this. I thought the twist was good, but I don't think it was as psychologically unnerving as if this had been real, if Lou had really just been losing it. But I don't think he was. It was an all an act. Yeah. Okay. Um, I always just take R.L. Stein's characters like very surface level because they usually don't. I'm telling you, this book is a lot better than yeah. most of the ones we've read. I don't know. He like took his time on this one. They usually just are what they seem to be. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, if he's angry about the phone, like he must have wanted to use the phone to like part of their plan. For some yeah, reason, that's what I was thinking. Mm. I think, um, and then he like this is where he like mentions they have a jeep, which he hasn't mentioned before, right? <laughs> and this is like to put in their head like there's an escape, right? And he's like, go outside, so they have like a snowball fight, and then I have some things to do, which but is sabotaging the jeep. Oh, is that what he's doing? Mm. So it doesn't turn on. So they go out there and. Um, they're like, why is there Alabama plates on the car? Oh, wait. This is really confusing. Why is there Alabama plates on the car when we're in Vermont? Yeah. Well, they drove 12 hours. hours. No, I Googled it. It's 12 hours from Ohio to Vermont. But they said it, they are like three hours away or something, right? No. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> Listen. No. Vermont is 12 hours away from Ohio. And who lets their 16-year-old kid drive 12 hours away to spend a whole weekend by themselves in a ski lodge. Three hours away, like up the road, like Seven Springs. I get that. All right. 12 hours away. What? There's plenty of mountains, like, that are closer. 
Also. Yeah. Why are they not like in Ohio or in Pennsylvania or, or like west? Like, if you go west, isn't there no? Uh, what's west of Ohio? I don't know. Isn't it's there like, any like mountain ranges like, up in, like Wisconsin or some shit? Yeah, that's far. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I don't understand why they're in Vermont. It makes no sense. Other than Stein was like, you know where they ski? They ski in Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, but then they say like when they're leaving on Sunday, the, it's three hours to, to home. They lie. Okay. <laughs> well, then they should have left with Randy because it's going to take them all damn day to get home. <laughs> that was a good point. Also, how is there a bus if it's 12 hours away? It's actually like four buses. <laughs> yeah, you have to like change like 10 times. Right. You have to take a local, there's like a shuttle from the ski lodge down to the t- bottom of the mountain where there are like extra hotels. And then from there, you have to take a local bus to the Greyhound station. And from there, you have to take a Greyhound station and then transfer halfway between. <laughs> yeah. So actually, they probably beat Randy home at this point. I bet they did. <laughs> like, seriously, I took uh, I took a bus down to Florida after I graduated high school with some friends, like Greyhound bus. And like, that's like an 18 hour drive straight through 36 hours. Oh my God. 36 hours. But did it say that they were in Vermont? I thought it said that he was from Vermont. Well, it doesn't say in, it says from, it says it's, it's, Hey, look at the license plate. It's from Alabama, not Vermont. Why does Lou have Alabama plates on his car if he lives in Vermont? But he doesn't say he's in Vermont. So the only, and this is supposedly his house. Right. I just caught that though. Like I saw, I read about the Alabama plate, but I obviously like dusted over. The Vermont? Because it made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. My thought process was like, when did he tell them that he's from Vermont? So I just assumed they were in Ohio. Nope, they're in Vermont. Well, and that makes a little bit more sense why their parents didn't come at the end. Because I was like, oh my god, like, how are their parents just like, okay, we'll see you when you get home. And also why Shannon's parents would, like, freak out so bad. Right. Like, I would be like, if my kid called me, was, like, stranded, and I couldn't get a hold of him, and then he called me and was like, by the way, like, a killer, like, a cat right? he killed captive, and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, I will be right there, you stay put. And if my kid was like, well, Doug's going to I'm like, Doug, Doug schmug. <laughs> you tell Doug to stay put too. Yes. <laughs> this does also, if it really is Vermont though, it kind of gives me, like, this series just has such New England vibes yeah. that like, it just doesn't make sense to me that it's not New England. And Vermont is three hours away for me. Like, I could get to Vermont in three hours. That is a question I'd like to ask R.L. Stein, is why did he choose Ohio? Because that's where he's from. Is he from Ohio? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was from, like, I don't know where I thought he was from. I think I just always assume that R.L. Stein is exactly like Stephen King, but for kids. So, like, he's from New England. And he, uh. <laughs> like, all of the things that you could apply to Stephen King, I just immediately apply to R.L. Stein. Which makes no sense, but it's what I do. <laughs> but he, like, sets... Remember he set, like, the saga in New England? Except for the parts that were in New Orleans. Yeah. Right. I mean, they originated... The fears and the goods, like, all originated from New England. 
So I wonder what that's about. He's from Columbus. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess it makes sense. I was thinking he was from New York State somewhere. I thought he was right. from Maine. Which also three hours from Vermont, New York. Mm, maybe he was thinking, maybe when he was writing this, he like forgot that they were supposed to be from Ohio. Maybe. And he was like Googling from like his house. Like, oh, it's three hours. Well, I guess I didn't have Google then. But. He map quested it. No, they didn't have that. In 1991, there was no map quest. No. There was barely internet. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, actually, got an actual map out and like, yeah. it from his house. Like about, he like held up his fingers and was like, this yep. is like, if, if you like put it next to the thing, I think that's three hours from where I am. Okay, three hours. Did you guys know that R.L. Stein has a pen name where he writes other books? Under what name? Eric Affaby. No, I did not. What? He writes... Oh, my God. So, like, he wrote, like, G.I. Joe books and these wizard warriors and you books. What is this mess? What is the... Spell the last name. A F F A B E E. Two F's, two E's. Eric Affaby. The hell? I don't know. Dude, R.L. Stein pumps the books out, man. I want to read one of these G.I. Joe books. I would like to be able to write this fast, even if it's terrible. Like, who can write this many books? Only Stein. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the. I guess it's also debatable that he may have had a pen. Yeah. Like a. Although writer. they all he be and to be honest, they all feel very much like they're written by the same person. Even the ones that are better than the others. Yeah. I don't know. They still have the same feel to them. Like when you read like Sweet Valley books, every single Sweet Valley book feels like a different person is writing it because yeah, they are. Right. And this but maybe like I mean it's maybe not, he just has good He might have like it's not that hard to write in if you read some of these books to like write in their style. Oh well that's true. And then especially, this especially these kind. And also so maybe like somebody if there is a ghostwriter, I'm thinking that they, you know, write in his style and then he reads them over and adds like his corny jokes. Oh I bet he does. Yes. And that's the common thread. Yes. That's it exactly. That's what happens. Headcanon. But he denies having a ghostwriter, so I'll believe him. Nope. My headcanon is he <laughs> just writes the jokes. So now that we're, we've gotten all fucked up in the head over locations. Um, we go back to the Jeep. Uh, they get in the Jeep and it's dead. It's dead. And somebody gets called Carrot Head. <laughs> it had to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, all the cars in the world have suddenly gone on strike and none of them work. And Lou is getting drunker. All, I, he was already drunk when he went to drive them into town, which I am against, except in situations like this where I feel like I would risk it. Um, but he just, he's getting scarier by the second. And then like Red is outside Fixing all the day. Jeep. Yeah, he just thinks he's outside all day while they're inside. Um, and there, uh, foreshadow for later, there is a snowmobile on, um, in the, uh, garage with the, with the Jeep. Yeah. Check off snowmobile over there. Yep. 
Um, so then uh, Ariel goes and checks on Eva and she's dead, which is not. She's just gross and sleeping with her eyes open. Is that mm-hmm. even a thing you can actually yes. do? Yes. 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 Is it really? Father sleeps with his eyes open. It's the most terrifying thing ever. It's my, my, kid, my kid's done it before. Your eye rolls back in your head, so yeah. it's like mostly whites, and so it's like terrifying. I the way that it's described here isn't really accurate because I think it talks about how her eyes are open and you can see the pupils. At least in my experience, like usually the eyes roll back a little bit, so yeah, it's white. Um, it's so fucking creepy. Oh my, my brother God. sleeps with his eyes open. My sister used to sleep with her arms crossed and like, like <laughs> the coffin. Yeah, like oh, she's Dracula. I don't like it when people sleep like that. Yeah, they're both so fucking weird. <laughs> and do you know that the the weirdest thing is, my brother's dog also sleeps with her eyes open. What? Like. It's so weird. What do you do? Yeah. Um, you know, Michelle, <laughs> I talk in my sleep oh, yeah. and I, yeah, have been known to carry on full conversations with myself and other people. Oh my God. Um. I'm just normal. I like to sleep on my stomach. That's it. Mia. I don't, I think I, some, if my allergies are bad, I might snore, mm. but that's it. I don't do anything else in my sleep when I was little I had night terrors but Did you really? I'm a grown-up now so I don't have them yeah mm-hmm. and then I had another one when I was um when I was 16 mm-hmm. um just randomly out of the blue and I don't remember anything except that I was like completely having terrified and I guess I was like scream like I was like screaming and yeah it was bad but that was it just that one mm-hmm. I used to sleepwalk when I was younger, but I don't do it anymore. Oh, that's and, scary. Not so much when I was younger. I mean, like, when I was drunker. <laughs> <laughs> that's not sleepwalking, Michelle. I've been, no, I was, like, dead asleep and, like, started doing things, like, when I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh-huh. My, sister, my sister also walks in her sleep, and... There was a period of time, I think in college, maybe. Like, it's it's usually when she gets really stressed. Um, and I remember there being a point where, like, maybe it was after college. But anyway, I just remember there was a point where, like, she would start to get ready for school or, like, ready for work mm-hmm. and be totally asleep. Like, she yeah. would go to start the shower and, like, like there may have even been a point where she tried to like get in the car and that's what? fucking scary that's what i tried oh my to god do. yeah that's what i tried to do i like tried to get i got my keys and was like trying to go in my car and yeah my boyfriend was like where are you going and i was like i'm leaving like whatever and he's like no really you're not yeah yeah no that's scary yeah i've also gotten dressed like, and then woke yeah. up the next, not even knowing that I did it, but, like, the next day I wake up and I'm, like, fully dressed. Right. Like, why am I dressed? In weird clothes, too. Like, not normal clothes. Oh, my God. Like, I was wearing a, a button-down dress shirt with, like, cheerleading, like, uh, like, windbreaker pants. I'm like, what is this? That's so weird. No, but I buttoned the buttons. How did I do that? All right, I'm afraid of both you and I know, sleep. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I wasn't always drunk when I did it, but most of the time it was like on a night I was really drunk. 
I mean, don't be afraid of me. I don't do shit like that. I just talk. And sleepwalk. No, that was my sister. Yeah. I'm right. harmless. I have been talking in their sleep is creepy too. It is. I also have been known to moan. So, (laughs) you know, there's that. Uh, I just record that shit. (laughs) Like, this is what you sound like. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen, honestly. Like, it's. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, after the Jeep thing. And Red's fixing it, and Lou is getting scarier. And Ariel. You see the blue ski mask guy. Oh, does that happen now? Yeah. It... After she goes up to Eva's room. Okay, it goes up. She it's comes after. back down, eats a sandwich, yeah. and then she's then they're like, "Look!" And there's a guy outside with a with a blue ski mask with red hair sticking out from underneath it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> um, and that's it. They just see a guy in a ski mask. And then Lou comes in and is like, what's going on? And they're like, there was a guy back there. And he's like, sure. Yeah. I feel like this part seems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. They didn't need the, the ski mask like to scare them. Like, I feel like Lou was enough. Right. Like, did So did they think the guy in the ski mask did they want them to be afraid of the guy in the ski mask, or did they want them to be afraid of Lou? It, it's like they were hedging their bets, and they were like, well, if it's not Lou, if Lou isn't working, we'll, like, put in this other guy, too, so they think somebody's out there lurking around. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Because I thought the whole point of it was that they wanted it to... They wanted them to think that, like, Lou was confronting them, and they were so scared of him that, that they would shoot him. That is the point of it, so I don't understand the ski mask at all. Right. Um. Oh, this is when the wrestling oh, match God. happens. Yeah. And- the stupidest. So Doug and Lou decide they're gonna, you know, see who can beat the other in a wrestling match because they are both wrestlers or something, and they're stupid. And it starts out fine, and then it ends badly because they're stupid. All right, um, here's, here's what I want to know. Is Doug the wrestler who is cracking walnuts with his neck? Maybe. Oh, my God. No, did, I thought that guy had a name. The guy had a really wide neck, and they don't say anything about this guy's neck. <laughs> but maybe that's just Ariel didn't notice his neck. She's too busy mentioning his kind smile or whatever it is. I feel like with a neck like that guy. <laughs> It's just any time they mention a wrestler, I want to know if it's that guy. Plus, Doug seems like the kind of asshole who would think it would be funny to try and do that. True. He I is, agree. He has the right personality for it. But I, I just don't think that was, I don't think that guy's name was Doug. And I don't think this Doug is as, like, muscular. No. He seems like, I think he's a lower weight I class. I think he just, like, thinks he is, but he's not. Like, he thinks he's tough, but he's really not. Um, okay, so then this is, I didn't like this part. It seemed so, this is, Red tells, uh, later they're all in Ariel's room and Red tells them that he overheard, um, Lou and Eva arguing 
and that Lou was planning on robbing them and like leaving them there, like taking the Jeep and getting out. Mm-hmm. And it made no sense because those kids, I doubt, even have a hundred dollars between them. Yeah, they don't have any money. What are they? What does Lou plan on taking? This, if any of them had stopped and thought about this for five seconds, they'd have been like, "What? Is, what is he going to rob?" I don't know. I just, I don't think this was necessary. I, I know that they needed something to get the kids to try and escape. But they should have, like, upped the ante a yeah. little bit. Yeah, like, robbing was not the good Robbing right. and leaving, I don't know. I would, like, you know, it's just like, okay, what are they going to take? Okay, bye. They should have played off, like, Eva had, um, like, he had actually killed Eva. Or... Yeah, which is where I thought they were going. Yeah. That. I thought Eva was either dead or they were going to, like, hide her. Like, play it off yeah. like that. They should have done that. Or, honestly, they should have actually... He should have actually hurt Doug... Because if somebody actually got hurt there, I feel like that would have been enough instigation. Like, time to go. Right. And, you know, he's hurting us. This is this is going badly. Uh, or, but they, yeah, like, when he did hurt Doug and he was like, you know, he could have been like, hey, man, like, whatever, you hurt me. And then he then like, Lou could have been like, I don't know. You could have upped it there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, next time, I'm going to kill you. Right. You yeah, know? something there. There are better options to up that the Annie to get them to leave. And yeah. I don't like what he chose. I just don't think it fits with the rest of the book. It doesn't make sense. Right. Um, however, that is what yeah, so they're like, Red like, tells him. Maybe this isn't their house. Oh, they, see pic- they found the pictures. And then, yeah. And then they're like, you know, this isn't their house. And then she's like, well, that explains the tea. What? You're still stuck on that tea? She's, like, going to be an investigative, like, person or something. I did think that was a good thing to put in there, though, for these books. Like, that she was, like, science-y. Yeah, no, she was awesome. Yeah. Um, seriously, I loved Ariel. Like, she's... Mm -hmm. Possibly my new favorite protagonist in all of these books. Um, anyway, so the kids decide that this is when they're going to make their escape. They're going to wait till Lou gets drunk and passes out, and then they're going to, um, and then they're going to take the jeep because, don't you know, Red actually fixed it, but he just didn't want to tell Lou. So they wait till later, but they have this whole debacle with their coats. Which was stupid. Yeah, I think it's just, they wanted to, he wanted to like throw in an extra page. Yeah. Because like, why don't you just send somebody to get all the kids? That's what I thought. It was like one person could get them. Right, like you go get the coats, meet us at the front door, bye. (laughs) That made no sense. But anyway. And then, well, they had to get them to the gun cabinet is what was going on. Okay, so while they're getting their coats. Red. Red, again, says we should take a gun. I'm <laughs> just like, no, you, you shouldn't. But they do. In fact, what they should have done is uh, broken the lock to the gun cabinet so Lou couldn't get in and get a gun. Or they should have hidden the guns. Yeah, but they don't. Instead, they take one. Um, 
So they go to the garage or the barn where the Jeep is and they're like, you know, struggling to open the doors because of the snow and then uh, they see a guy. Yeah, they turn around and there's a guy leaning against the post. With a gun. In a barn with a gun and, and they're like, it's Lou, he's got a gun. And then Doug shoots him. Yeah. Um... And then when they run over, like the guy falls and they run over and they realize it's not Lou. It's a stranger. And he's dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Um, and Red and notices that it's the same guy as the guy in the pictures they saw earlier. So it's like the owner of the house. Yeah. And Doug is... This is where Doug, I feel like, really steps up. Because, like, I guess I'm used to, like, teen horror movies where they accidentally kill somebody and, oh, no, you can't ever tell anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we've got to cover it up. We'll go to jail or whatever. That happens in all of these, right? no, we can't run from this. Yeah. Yeah. He immediately is like, no, we have to call the cops. Like, this is happening. The cops have to come. I still don't see how it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. But he but kept saying it was. I didn't mean to. Well. I didn't mean to shoot him. I didn't I, mean to pull the trigger. I it think was an he, accident. It was an accident. I think what he means is I wasn't, pla- like, it was a reaction. I wasn't planning on yeah, pulling the trigger. that makes sense. He was not, scared. Yeah. He thought, it. you know, they were going to die, and he pulled the trigger. I would definitely, if this had ended up being, like, him going to court or whatever, I would argue defense, self-defense. Like, this is... Hands down, self defense, right here. Yeah, I would argue it, but I'm just saying it wasn't an accident. No, it wasn't an accident. An accident's like the gun went off, I dropped right. it or something. But I, I get what he meant. He meant I didn't, it wasn't a conscious decision. Right, but he said I didn't yeah. pull a trigger. Um, yeah, I, I feel like regardless of what you meant to do, you still shot a guy. You still killed a guy. And, like, it's very responsible of you to be- call the police. But And I like that he was accepting responsibility. But I, w- I-, I felt like it was, that was, this was, like, really dark. Like, if, if the police actually showed up and he's, like, charged for manslaughter and we go through this whole process, like, I knew that's not how it was going to go because it's a fucking Fear Street book. But it's like, it was a little dark. It took a dark turn here. I think there's several places in this book that, I think this book itself was pretty freaking dark. Like, this was Mm -hmm. a, this was less campy. Yeah. Or, and I mean, I feel like there was a lot of actual horror. Right, and there wasn't like a lot of like, there's jump scare, like, hangers, like. Almost none. Yeah, barely. there were a few. There yeah, were, there were a couple. There was like the that her eyes were open when she was sleeping or whatever. Right. But, and like the car is missing. Right. And yeah, it, they thought it was a gunshot. But even but really I think it was here, a oh, yeah, that one, that one pissed me off. And there was a gunshot and it was, was a the, mouse trap. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's not what it sounds like. Yeah, but that um, was way less than normal. Here though, I this I think has a. Oh, it's not. I was going to say, I think after uh, Doug shot him, there's a hang- there's a cliffhanger, but there actually isn't. They say it's Lou. He's got a gun. Well, Red screams he's got a gun yeah. because, you know, Red. But then they go into, like, 
the whole thing with Doug it does not end on a on a cliffhanger, which is yeah. really good. So then they find out that this. So then they they're like, it's Eva's brother. Oh yeah, Lou does show up now. Yeah, and he's like, what have you done to Eva's brother? And they're like, well, fuck. And then they start to think, did, was this in our heads? Did mm-hmm. we mess up? Did we take this too far? Were, you know, was there actually never anything wrong to begin with? Which mm-hmm. was really, again, it was good. So then he tells them to go back in the house and like, he's going to put the body in the basement. And he gets Doug to help. Or Red, Red to help. Yeah. He gets Red to help. And then uh, they go upstairs and they're all like sitting around trying to figure out like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this is when Shannon's like, wait a minute, what? And then Ariel starts, she's like, like Shannon and Ariel start figuring it out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They start asking all the questions that skeptical detective Cassie was asking. Yeah. And they start piecing yeah. together. And, and Ariel starts like thinking about things things she noticed about the, you know, the bullet wound and the body, and Shannon's like, uh, what the hell? This doesn't make sense at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the girls were definitely amazing here. I really like that they were asking these questions. And- yeah. It was just the girls, this book, like, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. No. So they book wouldn't have happened. Because they wouldn't have took the gun, because they're not... Right. Well, they would have never taken that road to begin with. Right. Yeah, they would have been like, we're staying on the highway, like, you can yeah. get a, you, know, <laughs> you can walk. You can figure oh, yeah. out when we get to where we're going. I agree. We'll drop you off at the next town. That's why Doug was here. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> they wouldn't have taken the gun out there, they wouldn't have, I mean, there's so many things. So, um, later that night, Ariel is like, I have, there's something weird about that body. I have to confirm my suspicions. And uh, she's like, got to sneak down there. Although it's not a body, it's a corpse. That's right. true. Well, it is a corpse. But they refer to him as a corpse. Like, the minute he is like, <laughs> they find out he's dead. Ariel, out, he's not a person, he's just a corpse. I like Ariel, but she's a little morbid. Um, I also, really like that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, we forgot this one, the one part earlier when they, after they were wrestling, when she looks at his knee and is like, I did a science project about knees, so I can tell if it's broken. Like, what, bitch? No, you can't. You can <laughs> I cannot. Mean- and now, and now she's being like fucking amateur CSI over here. Who is this bitch? She is badass. She's science okay. girl. Yeah. She is science girl, but also, uh, no. Well, okay, here's the thing, though. We don't need you. Like, Ariel, I get, like, thanks, but, like, we don't need you. Because, like, (laughs) honestly, if they just, like, okay, the whole plan was they wanted to blame this murder on them. Let them leave, and then you guys, uh, unless you're worried about being stranded there and, like, not being able to get help, like, why do you, like, you think the police in 1991 can't tell if a gunshot is, like, if someone's dead when they're already shot? She thinks nothing of these police. I know. She's like, they probably won't even look at the body. Right, like, oh, (laughs) they'll just take our word for it. Like, what? No, they're gonna do an autopsy. She thinks that these are the worst 
country bumpkin cops in the world. Which is probably like, well, to be fair, she's used to shady side cops. Yeah, she's like, well, in so, Jay's they never look at bodies. Uh, yeah. She lives on Fear Street, though. The Spear Street Division don't look at bodies either. They're just like... Right, they have seances to get rid of ghosts. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I guess. But it's just like, like this whole thing is not needed because honestly, right. once the cops come, they don't need like them to confess or anything like that. Like, they just do an autopsy and they are like, okay, well, that's not what killed them. They know. In 1991 even, they know. Right, I mean, they did kill him. They never signed. How did he die? Yeah. I assume he was shot by Lou or stabbed or something else. Um, Strangled, maybe. Hit over the head. But also, they seriously contaminated that fucking crime scene. Not only did they remove the body, but she's also like, her DNA is all over him now. Like, there's no way. She didn't have DNA, though. Well, it was in the very beginning. Yeah. They They'd, probably wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have checked. No, 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 no. I'm saying her DNA is all over the corpse. Yeah, like, but they wouldn't have checked for DNA. Like, even her DNA on the corpse. They didn't, it was, DNA was in the very early stages, so they, it, it like, unless it was a high-profile cape, they were probably not going to be able to do it. All right, fine. But her fingerprints also, are on the corpse. Also, that's right. The, but, but also, there's a, re, they wouldn't have done it anyway, because they... Like, unless they skip town. Right. Like, if they stayed with the body and was like, we shot, like, what Doug wanted to do and said, I shot him, they, they wouldn't have been checking because they know that they're going to be touching him. Yeah. Like, we moved him. They're going to tell, like, pops they moved them. The only way they would be, like, checking for fingerprints and stuff is if they skipped out and they didn't know who did yeah. it. Yeah, and Ariel, one, they could have 100% just stayed waited because Lou and Red would have had the cops come because that's part of their plan. They wanted the cops there. Right. And then Ariel could have been like, yeah, um, I think this guy was already dead when he got shot. Maybe you should look at it. Yeah. And right. then they did an autopsy and be like, yeah, you're right. He was. Yeah. Actually, like time of death was like before you guys right. got there. So you're oh. to go. But Ariel wants to be a medical examiner, right? Because she knows yeah. how long it takes for rigor mortis to set in. Right. And I Googled it, and she's right. Is she? Rigor mortis takes six hours to set in, and it has been just six hours, so he would not have been stiff yet. Wow. When she checks on him. Yeah, I, I assume Bob looked that up if he had the very specific six-hour number. Yeah. Uh, he had to have. Yeah. I looked that shit up. I was like, Damn. Um, I also, I like that Ariel's cool with dead bodies, but not spiderwebs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, fair. Spiderwebs are the worst. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so after she's done. So she goes back up and, or they come down? Do they come down? No, well, Red comes down. Oh, and she's And like, finds her in the basement yeah, and then they go back to bed. Yeah, and he's like, he was already dead and... Or they go back to the group, yeah. And Ariel explains, like, what she found to everybody. Um, so they all, like, Ariel's like, nope, we're leaving. We're leaving now. We don't have, care if I have to bum rush Lou standing there with a gun. We are out of here. And they almost make it. Except that they didn't. They forgot about the uh, betrayer in their midst. Because Red's like, nope, sorry, can't let you leave. Yeah. 
And Ariel's like, what? I can't believe I let him kiss me. Yeah. Um, so immediately before it was revealed, I officially said, I do not trust Rhett. I feel like he's been in on this the whole time. He's trying to bring them to the house, like, immediately before. In my notes, I was like, this is his entire plan. Oh, yeah. It was not at all surprising, but... Um, no, but as a 13-year-old, I probably would have been surprised. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. They, he hit it pretty good. I, think he, I mean, I was suspicious when he went out, when he was gone, when he was with the car. I was like, yeah. that's just too... I was suspicious over and over and over again. And then he kept doing, like, he just kept seeming fine. Like, just part of, you know, the book. Yeah. And then he'd do something yeah. that was creepy again. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did a really good job of acting like their friend. But, I mean, I was suspicious of him from the beginning because he's a fucking stranger. Right. And then he did all that. That, you know, he disappeared yeah. and did yeah. suspicious things. So. But as a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old, um, I think this would not have... I would have never known. No, I would have yeah. been like, whoa! Yeah. Um, so then Lou shows up and she brings a snowball to a gunfight. Oh. <laughs> you have been waiting the whole episode to say that, haven't you? You can't say that shit when I'm drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just beat Stein in the bad joke arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she does. Yes. <laughs> And I didn't know what her aim was here because I was like, I don't think those are small, like hard enough that they're gonna hurt somebody. No, that, I was just gonna say, is this what happens? Like, I don't, I'm not a big outdoorsy person. And they I, do get like, like if you make snowballs and leave them outside, will they get hard? If it gets yes. cold enough, they definitely yeah. could, yeah, okay. but not probably not so hard that they're literally a ball of ice. You're gonna draw blood. Uh. But. The way that they did it here, like, she didn't hurt him. She mostly just startled him. Yeah. So I feel like it worked out but I feel like realistically. It, yeah, but I feel like it wouldn't have, though, because she missed the first time. So he was already, like... Yeah, but they didn't know what the hell it was. They were like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. It's like when you play video games and you, like, throw a can to distract the bad guys. And they're like, what was that? Over here. And then they, every single one of them walks over to where they heard the noise. Right. It's that. Yeah, I figured there was no way that that could end the way she planned, and then it ended the way she planned. Like, but it didn't seem unrealistic the way it happened. Well, not this this part. Like, you know, he wasn't hurt. He was just he like, just, like yeah, no, gun, right? And, and that's like jumped on top of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like best case scenario. Yeah, yeah. like. You know, I didn't expect, and it would have been completely outrageous for him to, like, fall over and be knocked out cold right. with a snowball. But to startle him to dropping the gun and having the other people snap into action, like, yeah. you Wait, know, did best we skip, case scenario. Did we skip the part where Eva came down and told Lou that uh, she called the cops? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So I thought that was after that. No, it's before. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Red, Eva, and the dead guy Jake were um, all siblings, and that um, 
they were they killed Jake to get his inheritance money and because he stole all the inheritance money right or so they say yeah and then Eva comes down and she's like I can't do it anymore and I called the cops but what happened to the woman what woman I don't know because there was like a woman in the pictures yeah maybe it was just a girlfriend or something like maybe she just wasn't there I don't know but yeah, then a part of me was wondering if it was Eva, um, you know, when when we initially found out that this guy was her brother, I thought maybe it was Eva in the pictures, but... Wouldn't they recognize well, her? Well, they were right. like, she's these people look really familiar. Mm. Yeah. They could uh, have been like an older picture or a different hair color. Yeah. They're not that smart. But I'm glad Eva came to their defense, mostly because it's another person to back up their story, because... Otherwise, it's definitely a, like, he said, she said thing. Even if, you know, they they are able to figure out the time of death, uh, you know, the kids being like, we showed up later. At least Eva being yeah. on their side is like, no, we planned this ages ago. He was behind it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated the hashtag ladies helping other ladies. So. Agreed. The women in this book, telling you. Yep. Um, so then we skip up to the snowball in the, in Lou's face and then he drops the gun and red and Doug die for it. But and Doug gets it. And I love this. He doesn't keep it. He doesn't stand up and point it at anybody. He throws it so nobody can find it. Yeah. Which was pretty smart and also like a non asshole thing to do. I liked it. Yeah. Then he does something stupid. Because he's like, get in the Jeep! And I'm, I just, immediately as soon as I said that, I'm like, you guys don't have the keys. I know. I was like, oh, sweetie, you're forgetting something. Right. And then we get to the Jeep and they're like, oh, right. <laughs> Oops. And now we're trapped in a barn with no exit and they're like closing in. Close that damn door. Just stay in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but And then the dumbest thing in the whole world happens. I don't know. I think this is kind of a brilliant plan. I think this is just not. I don't understand why they both go after her. Me neither. This is dumb. It's dumb what she does. It's dumb what they do. I don't like. What? What are you doing? Why are you headed for a lake? You have all this area. She should have been heading for the road to meet up with the cops is what she should have been doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair. I think the brilliant plan is getting out of there on the snowmobile because they should have done that initially when the snowmobile was introduced. But going towards the lake is very stupid. Yeah. And it's just, she's just like riding around like, oh, maybe they'll chase me. Why would they chase you? There's two other people in there. Like, right. why would they bother? And why would both of them chase you? Why wouldn't... Onto a lake. Right. <laughs> But they do. If I saw a snowmobile like fly out of a barn and like drive onto a lake, I'd be like, "Well, bye, girl." <laughs> <laughs> like, and she starts seeing like different color ice, like meaning that it's like thin in spots or whatever. And of course, she like drives right over it, or. And she, like, catapults off of it. I don't know. It's, like, some weird action scene that I just didn't need. I don't know. But then she falls off of it. Yeah. And then she's running, and she's like, nope, screwed. And then they catch her, but they also hear the, like, sirens in the distance. Mm-hmm. And she's able to get away while they're distracted. But then Red is like, 
I won't let them take me alive. And he runs after her to take her as a hostage. And he falls through the ice. And God damn it, can we stop because with this stupid death? Of course. Of course. Like, no, I was like, like, I was not, I did not see this one coming. <sighs> what happened in Bob's childhood that <laughs> everyone keeps falling in ice? I don't know, who, but it's Bob, traumatizing. Bob, who hurt you? <laughs> And this is, like, before The Good Son was even out. So, like, I don't know where he got this idea from. How many times has this happened? This is at least the third. You're right. Every time it's cold. Every time it's cold, someone falls in the ice. Oh, my God. Like, I've never, I don't know anyone ever that's ever had, that's ever known anyone who's fallen through the ice. But in Jay's side, it happens to everyone. I only know fictional characters. Amy March. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does she uh, fall through the ice in the book too? Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Ariel tries to help him get out, which is way nicer than I think I'd be. Um, but it's too late. He's like sucked in. There's like a tidal pool or something underneath the lake. I don't know what's going on, but he gets sucked down in, and she can't get him. And the ice starts to break. And she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna die too. Um, so then she starts running as the ice is like cracking behind her. And we've yeah. been through this before, people. Bad idea. Do not do that. You're just oh. gonna make more ice break. Get on your belly and snake crawl out of there. Yeah, but she doesn't. Also, when she's running, like before this happens, I forgot, she has a line in here. Where is it? What chapter are we on? 25? She has a line in here that got... This, oh, this is the joke line, I think. And it gets real dark. Um, Where she, oh, so she talks about, um, while she's running, she says, She sees that white sheet of paper her dad holds up to make jokes about again. What do you see here, Ariel? And she thinks, a frightened girl who might die in the snow. And I'm like, damn. Bleak. Wow, you got dark there. It's deep. (laughs) That's bleak. Arlstein, are you okay? (laughs) I'm very worried about him. Were you okay in 1991 when you wrote this? This book is dark. Blink twice for no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just had to bring that up because it was so effing dark. Yeah. I'm t- this book is bleak. Oh, my God. Um, but Ariel makes it off the ice. And uh, Lou, like, doesn't put up a fight with the cops. And then they go home. They go to the police station. Yeah, but I feel like that's like five minutes and then they go home. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, then they find Ariel takes out a snowball from the glove compartment. I hate this part. I know, me too. Classic Fair Street. It's the worst. It okay, first of all, well, Doug took it out of the glove compartment. Oh, okay, okay. How did he get it in there without anybody noticing? And what was his plan? Because if Ariel hadn't made a dumb joke, was he just going to let it melt in there? Well, there was, yeah. 
Yeah. Even still, like the engine gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long has it been in there? And why did it melt? I don't know. I think he just put it in there real quick before they got in, and he knew that they were gonna make somebody was gonna say something. I don't know. I hated that. I did not like it. I didn't either. Also, classic <laughs> Fair Street ending. When right, they're like, every you want to go on a ski weekend? Yeah. It's just because every Fair Street book has to end with like a little dumb joke. Yeah. Reference to something that happens. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be like some joke about what they just went through. To, and like, then they laugh attention. about it. Yeah, like it's not, it's too soon, guys. <laughs> like every I want to tell every single book like too soon too soon too yeah. soon because it's literally like the mansion is burning down in the background and they're like so you want to go to like a barbecue yeah oh, no, too soon <laughs> they're like who brought the marshmallows yeah want to make some ours no no it's Stop. too soon there's like burning flesh <laughs> which by the way the um in the back of my book is an advertisement for another Fear Street book called Fire Game. Yeah. I assume s'mores are referenced at least once. Oh yeah. <laughs> they'll be like at a funeral and be like, like, like somebody will die and they'll be like at their funeral and then they'll be like leaving like so. Been to any good funerals lately? Oh. Like, no. That's terrible. You can't do that. Oh my god. I don't know who told him that, like, you have to end on a light note, and then that's what he, like... No, he should have just left this bleak as hell. Right. It should have just been, like, we survived. You know, we're never going to be the same. Yeah. You know, at least we're alive. The end. Not, (laughs) ski weekend. (laughs) That sure was fun. (laughs) Let's do it again. Remember that guy I made out with a day ago? He tried to murder us and then drown. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah. Um, what I think is funny, though, is, like, when there's others, like, Fear Street books that we read where, like, say, like, Broken Hearts, where, like, some that she got injured on the horse and all that. That does end bleak. I know, but, like, like something like that will happen, like, early on. Like, someone will die or whatever, mm-hmm. and then, like, the rest of the book is about, like, trying to get over that death or figure out who did it or whatever. They don't joke about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even if they think they know who did it. You know, like, even if it's supposedly case closed and they're just, like, trying to get over it, like, they're not, like, so, like, ride any good horses lately? Oh. Like, they don't do shit like that. They don't do it until the end of the book. It's terrible. I feel like, too, with, like, this one and Ariel in particular, like, you know she has some serious PTSD about this. Like, she already has anxiety issues. Oh, yeah. This this is going to set her off, man. Yeah. Ariel like, definitely this, has to see a therapist. The next time she goes to a ski lodge, she's fucking done. Like, she's never she's going. Serious panic attack situation. I guarantee you the next time she sees a, she sees a lake, she's not going to be, like... Like how in this book she was like, wonder if they have any ice skates. Yeah, I don't think so. that's not happening. She's never. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ariel is moving to Florida as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah, she's moving to Arizona. Yeah. Like, she's off to the fucking desert. <laughs> she's gonna like get into like an early college program or something. She's like, peace. She also will never be able to see white paper again without freaking the fuck out. Her dad's gonna make that, like, dumb joke oh and she's just God. gonna lose it. She is, too. 
Oh my god, yes. You feel like catatonic. Oh my god. Um, sorry, Ariel. I'm so sorry. So sorry, Ariel. Uh, I do have a question. Who hit Eva? Did Lou hit Eva? Did he must Red? have. Did Red hit Eva? Maybe he hit Eva because she was like, I don't want to do this plan anymore. Well, because they made it seem like Lou hit Eva, which is possible, but with me thinking that everything that he did was, like, fake and f- to try and get them to be afraid and that he's actually a very controlled person, mm-hmm. it didn't seem as likely, but she still got hit, so it had yeah. to have either been Lou or Red. Well, it could have yeah. been that. She could have been like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, and he could have hit her. Maybe. Um, right. That's what I was going to say. Like, did, did her and Lou actually fight when Red was yeah. talking about it? Um, when, you know, and presumably they thought about how Eva doesn't want to do the plan anymore, and then maybe, you know, one of them hit her in that case. I don't know. But somebody hit her because she had a bruise. Well, any, uh, any thoughts about chapters before we get to Um, counts? I have... Do we want to do counts first, or do we want to hear the horrible dialogue that I've written down? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't know. You pick. Okay. Dialogue. Okay. Was Cassie say. picked. Okay. So here are the instances of the dialogue that I had to write down. Get your buns in here. Come warm your bods but in front of the fire. Bods made a return. It's all about the bods. The bods. Uh, oh, and I had about how she said he had a really neat smile. Okay, so then somebody says, maybe we'll go hunting later. What do you say? And the guy goes, nothing doing. What does that mean? Nothing doing. I don't know, but I feel like I've heard that or seen that written Is before. That like I think that's an old, I, maybe. I think it's an, an old or a regional phrase. Nothing doing. I'm going to Google I don't even know what that means, though. Does it doesn't mean anything. It means there is no prospect of success or agreement or nothing is happening. And it, it's it, a phrase. Does it say we're... Hold on. Do you guys say nothing doing in Rhode Island? Cassie? No, I don't think so. Nothing doing. It sounds like vaguely British. Like I think it is British. I hate it. Like It might be Australian slang. Maybe we'll go hunting later. What do you say? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with no? I don't know. I'm from Pittsburgh. We use the least possible syllables that we have to. <laughs> you know, not nothing doing. That's so many extra it, sounds. I'm trying to figure out where it comes from. Okay, so the next one is let's pile into the Jeep and bomb out of here. What? No one says that. Have you ever said that? No, that's stupid. Okay, and then uh, when she called the uh, answering machine, remember, she's like, I got the tape. I've never said that. I no. got the tape? But it made sense. It made sense, uh, but, but it was I, just a weird thing that I yeah, don't remember ever I, saying. The tape is a, is a videotape it's a vid- yeah. or an audio cassette yeah, tape. It's which is, not. Which is what the answering machines were. Yeah, like, was, I like, guess that's true. It, was a it makes sense, but I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have said I got the tape. No. I wasn't like, I got the answer machine. I got the machine. 
Yeah, yeah I got the machine yeah. is definitely what but we not decided. the tape. That's very weird. But then all the turkeys too. That just drove me nuts. He's like, what the are you bozos. doing? What are you, yeah, what are you bozos doing? I don't understand. There was one point where he was calling them bozos, and then a second later, he called Red Carrot Head. And, like, oh. I don't understand why he, like, he said he likes redheads, and then he, like, pulls a fucking Gilbert Blythe over here and calls somebody carrots. And, like, is it just women with red hair yeah. that he likes? Yeah. I don't even think he likes redheads. He just wanted to get under Doug's skin to, like, cause tension. Maybe. Because, like, clearly this girl's, like, way too young. I mean, he's, like, old. Like, I don't think he was interested. I don't think he's a pedophile. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean it's okay. It's not okay. He was super perving. I just think he was just saying that on purpose. Like, Well, I think everything he did was part of right. making them uneasy. Right. I do agree with that. It was still pervy as all hell. Okay, so counts. We had five sweaters, two kills. Yes, two? Two. Two. Red, the, red and Jake. The original? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Fear Street connection was Ariel and maybe Shannon. Uh, the dated references, like, there weren't that many. The, all I had was I got the tape and landline. Yeah. That's it. So, like, this could have been... Easily. Easily updated. Uh, the places, I just had Pineview Lodge and then this creepy place. Mm-hmm. This mouse house. <laughs> uh, no recurring characters. Not even a mention of Gary Brandt. Like, what? Nope. You guys need to get that. These people are clearly not popular. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Theories? The only theory I had was just further proof that um, living on Fear Street gives you psychic powers because Ariel had several psychic, like, not premonitions, but, like, feelings of doom that turned out to be correct. Right. But does she just have feelings of doom all the time and it just happens? Yeah, Yeah, but there were a few times where she was like, I'm getting this feeling that something bad bad is going to happen, and then something bad happens. But she also thought something bad was happening to her parents. But they were, like, specific scenarios. Like, yeah. she's like, what if this is happening to them? And this, it was more like, I have this feeling. Okay. So I'm counting it. Okay. Um, my theory was just that, the you know, upheld driving theory and that Shannon, well, I thought Red was from Shadyside for some reason, even though he wasn't. Nope. No. So just Shannon is a fear. Yeah. Yeah. And a redhead is always involved. Two this time. In these books. Like, is there ever not a redhead? No. Every single one so far. Okay. I think. So there must be something to it. Mm-hmm. Cassie, did you have any theories? Nope. Mm-hmm. I was sick. That's true. <laughs> the only fashion I had was there were green corduroy slacks. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> she put those on. Yeah. And I was like, what are slacks? And why are we saying slacks? Uh, I don't know. And who says that? But I definitely own green corduroys. But do you call them slacks? No. <laughs> okay, please never call them slacks. I don't call anything slacks. <laughs> okay, ratings. I don't have one yet. Hold on. Oh, I... You have a rating? Are you, does Siri have a rating? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. 
um so um so overall thoughts i i i did really like it um i it definitely felt more like a thriller i tend to prefer the more like supernatural fair street ones like i i like a ghost and a bad uh, moonlight (laughs) i mean i didn't hate it (laughs) um yeah i mean i like i like the ones that have more you know supernatural elements so um but i did like it this felt like a book i would read today in the hands of somebody who is a little bit better with dialogue and plot I think it would have been really good. Um, so I give it four out of five frozen snowballs. Aren't snowballs by definition frozen? No. That's what makes it great. Oh, like frozen, like ice balls? Yeah. Okay. But no, I don't want to say ice balls. Cause no. That sounds yeah, ice, I, ice balls Michelle. sounds inappropriate. Ciao. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's like a, what's that called when you like, over describe something like when you call something hyperbole hot. like yeah like the sun's hot like okay we know <laughs> all right um i like frozen snowballs okay um i really liked this one this might be my new favorite one um i feel like while i prefer a supernatural genre that the thriller Fear Streets tend to be better written for the most part. And I think this one was one of the best written. Um, So I'm going to give it a five out of five Mm. future medical examiners. She definitely was like crossing Jordan or whatever. I know, right? (laughs) And I want to nominate Ariel for smartest protagonist in our superlatives right now. Yeah. Oh, and... Not a single drawn out no in this entire You're book. Right, no one screamed no. Not a single one. Nobody barely screamed. They all kept their cool so well. Even Doug, after he shot, I know he was like level headed for the most. Part. I props to every single one of them, except Red, who lost it and fell in a lake. What about you? Um, I thought it was. I agree with you. Like. I think the non-supernaturals work better. I just do. Like, I think when he starts going down the supernatural path, he gets, like, besides cheerleaders, because cheerleaders, I feel like it's it's fine the way it is. Like, Perfect. We're okay with it. But when he starts adding ghosts and vampires and werewolves and blah, 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 he starts getting too far. Like, he starts thinking that we'll believe anything. And I don't agree, Bob. <laughs> so I'm going to give this 4.5 out of 5. Hopefully this is the last ice fall we have because <laughs> I'm done with them. Um, and also, I think I would have gave it a five if there wasn't so many rodents. Like every time we turned around, there was a mouse and I don't like rodents. So I think I'm just going to go with that was just because of the blizzard because it was so cold and there was so much snow out. All the mice kind of like ran for the first like, warm yeah. place they could get to and that house normally does not have that many mice there was like mice in the garage <laughs> mice freaking everywhere in the basement like <laughs> every time around, they were hearing mice and i was just like i can't deal and they really didn't care no they were like <laughs> they had other things to worry about i know but it was just like 
I'm sorry, like when the first mouse happened, the mouse trap that they thought was a gunshot, like I would have been like, okay guys, we have to leave. Like, time to go. Oh. <laughs> because I can't do. <laughs> That's just me. Cassie, any last thoughts about the book? No. <laughs> Nothing. Nope. No. Michelle, or the mice, your last thought? Yeah, that's my last thought. Less mice, more something. <laughs> nice. So then, what else have we been uh, up to lately? Reading, listening to, watching, playing, whatever? Well, well okay, go ahead. No, go. Usually I go first. This is nice. I watched, I just binged, I've been binging a lot, I don't know why, just because I have, and it's the time, you know, it's the season for binging, so you, did you guys watch that yet, the series? Uh, I'm a few episodes in, but I loved the book, so. No, see, I didn't read the book. Yeah, yeah. it's so it good. The day after Christmas on Netflix. It's with the guy from Gossip Girl, he plays, Which like, guy? the, her boyfriend. Seriously? Nick Lively's boyfriend on Gossip Girl. Oh, Chuck Bass. No. Oh, you said Blake Lively. Um, Pen something. Pen Bagley. Yeah. Him. Too bad it's not Chuck Bass. Yeah. Well, who's Chuck Bass? I would have said Chuck Bass, but I forgot his name on Gossip Girl. That he would have worked as that character. Chuck Bass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's very charismatic. Yeah, he is. Okay, this has been popping up. Does Chuck Bass have legal problems in real life, I feel? I think they all do. Because Penn Bagley was like, he's like a pothead and he keeps getting like arrested uh, for it. Just move to California or somewhere where it's legal, dude. Like, seriously. He does. Well, okay, then why is he getting busted? No, I think it ha- he's from like Texas or something and I think it happened there uh, like yeah. twice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about this guy who, it's based on a really, really popular thriller book it's very good is it i didn't read the book yeah i didn't know it was a book so it's about this guy who is like a soccer it's kind of like the series i don't know what the book's like but the series reminded me of dexter because it's like the narrator's the bad guy but it makes you like want to like root for him like you're interested yeah like you're on his side a little bit like you know what he's doing is wrong but like at the same time like Mm -hmm. you're just like okay, like, I'm with you here. Like, you don't want him to get caught because then the show would be over. No, I'm for it. Right. So it's, it's creepy as F and, but it's like, interesting. You can't yeah. stop watching. That's how the book is. Um, yeah. I listened to the audio and it's amazing. It's narrated by the guy who is the voice of Hans in Frozen. So um, <laughs> it's like, again, that like, villain but charismatic and mm-hmm. like you know you you root for him and then mm-hmm. he he pulls this shit and you're like no why are you doing that i'm very interested to see if it goes it, the way of the book because mm-hmm. oh my god the way that book ended well when you're done watching it you have to let me know if it did or didn't because okay. i was thinking about reading the book but then i was like i don't know if i want to read it if it's like a you know exactly the way this one went because I already know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of changes, and one of the th- one of the main changes is the kid Paco. Like he's yeah. not in the book at all. Really? So, yeah. Wow, that's a good change then, because that like sort of is what like redeems him. Yeah, I I assume that's why they did it because he needed you, a redeeming factor. 
Yeah, I mean, when you're not really in his head as much, it's easy. It's not as easy to sympathize with him. Mm-hmm. In the book, you're you're totally in his head, and like he can justify his actions. And there are moments where you're like, "Yeah, okay, that person was terrible." I know. Maybe, maybe this is for her own good. Like, right. like okay, oh, but she's the yeah. worst. I get it. Yeah, but, you know. That's where it's like Dexter. Um. Is there in the book? Does it ever switch point of views though? Because like no. there was a whole episode in yeah. that where it's from her point of view, and I'm like, what's this? No, it do- it doesn't. It's all Joe's point of view. Mm-hmm. And there's a sequel. I know, and their season two is going to be the sequel. Yeah, because Netflix like bought season two because Lifetime dropped it. Oh, nice, cool. That makes sense why it's on Netflix now. Yeah. they're they're pretending it's their show. Yeah. So um, they're going to do the second book of season two. I don't know if it's going to go on after that or not. But I kind of like that there's no big stars in it either, except for him and the girl from The Little Liars. Is the yeah, shape. Yeah. But she's not that big of a star. Like, everybody yeah, else fair. is, like, new. I've never seen them before. So that's kind of interesting. But also reading... Um, I just finished today the... Um, Two Can Keep a Secret by Karen McManus. How was it? It was good. It was better. Actually, it was better. I liked it better than One of Us is Lying. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's a thriller, YA thriller that comes out today, which is... Do you listen to the Pretty Little Liars theme song every time you read the, like... Two Can Keep a Secret? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every time you started to read that book, did you just turn on the theme song? Every time I read the book, I was like, shh. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. But it's a a thriller that's about, like, um, these twins that go back to their mom's hometown that they've never been before to live with their grandmother because their mom's in rehab. And um, it's like this town is, like... First of all, there's a murder land. There's a theme park called Murderland. In it, there. I'm reading this book. (laughs) It's just like a, you know, horror theme park that has roller coasters and haunted houses and all that. Why is this not a real place? I don't know. Murderland sounds like the best theme park. They changed the name to Fright Farm because there was a murder at Murderland. One of the so the thing about this town is that like the homecoming queens keep like dying or people that are like. People are okay with it. <laughs> yeah, so one of the homecoming queens was like found at Murderland, so they changed the name to Fright Farm. What's this called? Uh, Two Can Keep a Secret. And like, so the, it's really good, and it does get really good, and like everything. But in the beginning, it's like there's like their mother's twin sister went missing and was never found, like when they were seventeen, and their mother was the homecoming queen, and their twin sister goes missing right after like she becomes homecoming queen so that was the first one and then like five years ago another homecoming queen is dead and then now uh, somebody who's nominated for homecoming queen goes missing and it's just like there are so many freaking people attached to each like and this is like three generations pretty much of people so you have like the old old people that are around when the first thing happens and those people are suspects then you have like the people five years ago who aren't connected to people now, because five years ago in high school is a long time. So, like, then you have all those suspects, and then you have everybody now. So it's just, like, there's so many freaking characters, and it just – I don't like that many characters, to be honest. Like, that's not my thing. It's too confusing. 
Because they'd be like bringing somebody up. They bring somebody up once and then they expect you to remember it. And it's like, I don't. But once I like got to the point where I could like figure out who everyone was and what they meant to the story, like it got good. It's just getting there was. Well, I just added it because this sounds like my kind of book. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good. And it's really intricate. Oh, wait, is it better than one of us is lying? Yeah, it's better. Okay, good. Because I didn't hate that book. But I didn't love that book. I didn't love that book either. I mean, I liked it a lot, but I liked it in the in the fact that it was like really quick reading. But I didn't like the twist, and I didn't really like the people. I didn't get to know any of the people. But yeah, good worth reading, I would say. Especially you, I think you would like it. Yeah, it's on my list. I'm definitely reading it. Yeah. So what about you, Cassie? Um. Well, so as I mentioned earlier, I'm watching Outlander. Mm-hmm. Um, I just signed up for Stars. I got the Stars app because they had a deal where you get a week free and then three months for $5 a month. And I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, so I wa- I've been watching the third season, which um, came out a couple months ago so there's a good amount of episodes for me to binge and then now it's on to like real time I think there's five or six more in the season so I've been watching that I'm also doing a rewatch of Parks and Rec just because you know being sick I was like I want some comfort watching so I've been watching Parks and Rec for for a while um, so I've been, honestly, I've been binging a lot of stuff. I've been watching a lot of Hulu and Netflix and stuff. I feel like the week between like Christmas and New Year's, you have to. If yeah. You, like, if you're not binging TV between the, in the week between binge, like New, Christmas and New Year's and like, I don't really want to be friends. Yeah. 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 Like, you're not my peoples. Yeah. No. Totally. If you're not like doing stuff and like, no, no, you should not be doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also I'm, I'm watching a lot of shows because I'm not really reading much. I'm definitely in a, a slump right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like reading or blogging. I don't think I blogged for most of December. Uh, and I read more comics than I read actual books. Oh yeah, your first book of the year. I had I, to, I shamed old, you. You did shame me! <laughs> Why? What'd you read? The only book that I've read so far this year that I've finished so far this year has been... Um, volume two of the new runaways comic by rainbow rowell uh, why is that bad because she said it's not a real book Fuck. i said <laughs> yeah, excuse me I- they're called comic books what year is this you're shaming somebody for reading a comic book i just wanted to shame her because i knew that she would get all out <laughs> you know it'd be fun and i told <laughs> like, her i was I like look at the year and i was like well that's not a book you're the worst it's a comic and then I told her, are you going to be one of those people who says audiobooks are not actual books? I bet you are because one of those people. I think, I think I'm going to have to stop being friends with you if that's the case. <laughs> what did I say already? You're not getting rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> no matter. We've had this conversation. Right. No matter how hard you try. Cassie said, uh, wait, what was it about? We were reliving something. Um, I know. We were talking about going back in time. And- yeah. Like, what is this? Like, 2000, like. 
12 all over again or 14 right, all right. over. And I was like, oh, that was the year that we went to BEA. And you're like, should we really do that all over again where we meet and don't talk for six months or something or a year? Yeah, a year. And I was like, if you think you're getting rid of me for a year, haha. No, I don't want to get rid of you. Um, no. Well, right this moment, anyway. It's not like <laughs> we're not getting yeah. me. Um, but speaking you know, of comments, and I will find you, Ralph. Um, speaking I have your address. You do, you do. That's true. Uh, speaking of comics, I did read last month. I marathoned or binged um, this comic called Giant Days which is oh, yeah. amazing. So good. So good. If you haven't read it, definitely read it. What's it about? Um, it's about five friends in college and they're, it's three girls and two boys and their roommates. And it's just honestly like their freshman year of college and they're just like, you know. Is this like going, how I met your mother? I guess. Yeah. Um, but better. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it shouldn't be as good as it is. It's honestly just like slice of life, doing normal shit, going out and partying and like, you know, figuring out who they are and relationship drama. And it's, but it was so addicting. It's really funny. The, I, I don't, I hate these people because I would love to be like, 18 again no to like I would that's what I would love to like make a comic about oh yeah I mean, life? like do college, it college like do it college, yeah. I'm like I've always since I've been in college I've been like why where are all the like books and you know tv shows that have to do with college do it yeah it's why too not? hard Ugh. um but yeah. yeah it's really good it's really good I read like six volumes over the course of two days because I just like could not Damn. stop reading it mm-hmm. um and a lot of them are on comiXology unlimited so um I was able to just like go through it really quick and uh yeah it was amazing so Mia um I haven't really been watching tv but I've been watching a lot of movies mm-hmm. Um, so I did what all the kids are doing and I watched both Bird Box. Is that the book you were talking about last year? Yes. That you read where yes. they couldn't go outside? Yes. I thought, as soon as I saw, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even see the title. I just saw a picture of Sandra Bullock with the thing yeah. on her eyes and I was like, I feel like that's that book that you were it talking about. It is that book. Uh, the book was better, but I enjoyed the movie. Um, I liked watching it. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was decent. And did you know they were going to make it into a movie? No, okay. not until they started advertising it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then I watched Bandersnatch, which is the uh, Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure thing um, that Netflix just released. What's that? And that was... You we- Choose Your Own Adventure? It's a Choose Your Own Adventure. Like, well, it's it's like an episode of Black Mirror. Okay. Um, but it's Choose Your Own Adventure. So, like, you get to a point and you can choose... Yeah. And then they show you... Oh, it's weird. It's kind of cool. I... It was an interesting way to spend the night. I don't know if it always worked out the way they wanted it to, um, but I thought the idea was cool, and I had, you know, I had fun spending a couple of hours just, like, you know, clicking all the different... Okay, did you go back? Yeah, yeah, like, and just clicking all the different choices and stuff, yeah. so that was cool. I thought the actors were like good. They should definitely do more of that with, like, kids stuff, because I feel like my, my son would love Oh, yeah, that. I definitely, I yeah. agree. Um, so that was pretty fun. Um, 
I don't know. I've been watching like a lot of movies, older movies, movies I've already seen, new movies. Um, what have I been reading? Oh, I've been reading uh, Nosferatu by Joe Hill, um, which I've tried to read Joe Hill before and I haven't loved him, but this one is really, really good. And I am glad that I didn't give up and that I, I picked up another one of his books because I love this one. They're um, making that into a TV show and uh, it's being filmed in Rhode Island. I know their AMC is doing it. I didn't know it was being filmed in Rhode Island. That's cool. It is. Uh, I drove past their set. Cool. Uh, and when I was going to Connecticut, I was like, what the fuck? That's a movie set. Um, yeah, so you lived in Pittsburgh. You should know movie sets. I know. That's why I drove past it. And I was like, that's a movie set in bumfuck Rhode Island. They, not, they don't film a lot of movies up there? Not in that part. Like, they, they filmed some within Providence. Okay. But in that area like it's like no in the middle of nowhere so um yeah i definitely want to check that out when it comes out uh, I, i'm really liking the book it's um it's about these people that have like i want to say powers but that makes it sound like superheroes and that's not what it is at all um but they do have these like things that they can do and one of them he is a terrifying serial murderer who sucks the lives out of children to stay alive forever. And, uh, focus? Um, kind of, but way more terrifying. Focus, focus without the potion? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really good. I'm like halfway through and it's a long book. So you know how we're all terrible with those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to make it cause I'm really enjoying it. And mostly I've been playing a lot of video games. I got the new Tomb Raider for Christmas, so I've been playing that because I love me some Tomb Raider. Um, And I'm almost done with it because I played for like four days straight while I had off work. And it was awesome. Okay, I'll I'll amend my thing. If you if between Christmas and New Year's you're also like not binging but you're playing video games, that's okay. I definitely was not that before too. I was not going out and doing stuff. Oh, and I've been playing Sims 4. Okay. Yeah. Like that's um, totally cool. Which I am starting to like more now than I did when I first played it. Mm-hmm. And also it works better on my computer than Sims 3. So, so yeah. yeah, I've definitely had a Christmas to New Year's Sims marathon. Nice. Yeah. Where I'm like, I feel like I've been playing this for three hours and I look at it, I've been playing it for three days. <laughs> like, maybe I should brush my teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had last week that was me because I had off. I barely changed most of the time I didn't change out of PJs. Right. Like, I just I did nothing. It was amazing. So yeah, that's everything. Okay, well next month we're reading. Oh, wait, this is my part. I should reading. look it up. Yeah, I don't even remember. You can look Something it up. Something Valentine's Day maybe. Double date? Is it? I think we're doing double date. Let me verify. Sounds summary. No, but it's like dating. And yeah. Cassie wants to read that one. Yeah. Double date. Okay. We're reading double date. Uh, finally, Cassie, you get to read it. I know. I'm excited. I hear there are tattoos. Uh, there are tattoos. and Butterfly tattoos. And the original book came with t- temporary tattoos. It did, and I got them. And I did, too. <laughs> um, and also, I only remember like the very basic plot in one scene of this book. I remember 
quite a bit of this book. And I'm, I, I'm wondering if this scene I remember is going to be like, um, cheer in the first cheerleaders where I remember Bobby's death scene being a lot more gruesome than it was. I wonder if this is, this scene is going to be the same way. Yeah. So we'll see. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street and you're done.